This is 69 The Podcast. I'm Dave Haynes. 69 has been covering the digital signage industry since the dawn of man, first online and now as a podcast. The goal on here is to make listeners aware of interesting companies, smart people, and new technology developments, all of them meaningful in making digital signage projects happen. I try to help listeners understand sometimes complicated subjects and why they should care. The podcasts are free and I try to get a new one out weekly, but things happen now and then. The 69 Podcast has been gratefully sponsored and supported since the start by Jeremy Gavin and the fine folks at ScreenFeed, the digital signage content store. ScreenFeed makes beautiful-looking, totally automated content for signage and digital out-of-home networks. Check them out at ScreenFeed.com. 69 has been around since 2006, and the publication and podcast are now owned by Spectrio, which provides customer engagement solutions for business. You can find them at Spectrio.com. AppSpace has now been active in this industry for 20 years, and through much of that time, the software company was one of the larger players in a crowd of companies all chasing the general business opportunity of digital signage. But in the last few years, the company has pivoted in a big way to the well-defined vertical of workplace. The company now describes itself as a workplace experience platform for both physical and digital workplaces. Digital signage is still a main component of what AppSpace does, but just one of several in a unified platform. I caught up with Thomas Philippard de Foix, I hope I didn't mangle that name, who has been with AppSpace for a decade and is now the EVP of product innovation. In our chat, we get into what took AppSpace down the workplace path and then how it all works within the organization. The company has a pile of users and says its software is in place at roughly 200 of the companies listed in the Fortune 500. But it also offers free accounts to smaller users, drafting off the well-used concept of freemium software, allowing people to try before they buy. If you're looking at workplace, either as a vendor or as an HR, IT, or ops person, listen and learn. Thomas, thank you for joining me. You've been with AppSpace for a very long time, right? Uh, Just celebrating 10 years in September. Okay. And we first met a number of years ago in Dubai, but then you located to Costa Rica, which was a bit of a pivot, but now you're you're in Belgium for a holiday, right? That's correct. I relocated to Costa Rica to get cl- closer to the U.S. time zone while still enjoying a tropical weather. <laughs> you don't get tropical weather in Antwerp or wherever you are in Belgium? Rarely. Once a year in the summer, there will be a good day and then the rest is rainy. <laughs> and you don't like that? Oh, with, with uh, once, once a year, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So AppSpace, that's a company that's been around for a very long time. When I first got to know AppSpace, it was very much a general digital science CMS platform that, you know, what are you doing? Uh, We we can help you out. And uh, you you were at that time, I believe, working pretty closely with Cisco. Uh, But in the last few years, you could, you can, kind of nail down the, the, the timing better than, than I will be able to, but you, you very much seem to have become a company that's all about workplace experience and digital signage is kind of one of your outputs as opposed to being a pure digital signage company. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're celebrating our 20 years anniversary this, this month. So big milestone. Yeah. And the, the first first 15, 16 years was really building a cloud-based CMS for digital signage with, you know, we had some mission statement. We wanted to be hardware agnostic, OS agnostic. We wanted to be cloud first. And then a few years back, we started expanding our offering and 
and went into the room scheduling um, worlds where, where a lot of other companies were playing porn products and just added that as a feature. And then just two years ago, summer 2020, one of our biggest customers on the West Coast came over to us and say, hey, we're looking to return to the office post-pandemic. We need help in providing our users with an app that would allow them to reserve workspaces, comply to security policies and so forth. And we decided to get onto that journey and build a product. And six months later, we launched, so January 2021. And 30 days later, we signed one of the biggest tech companies as a customer. And from there, it's been a, it's been a, quite a ride. Did you did the company go towards workplace because it looked like an opportune vertical to be in, or was it what uh, the customers who you were touching were asking for, and that, that it, it kind of it kind of pulled you that way? Yeah, the, the last ten years, I I spent a lot of time meeting with customers and trying to understand their challenges and see where App Space could help them. In this scenario, the customer came over and they had a real challenge, which we saw many other companies would have, and there was really no one in the market that had an answer for it two years ago. So we thought, well, that's an opportunity into which we, we could really put some focus, leverage our existing enterprise-grade platform, cloud-first experience and credibility in our large customer, enterprise customer base to just go and, and expand the use case. Really, we also see that there is a, um, a correlation happening with workplace communication and workplace management. It's not going to be two different things. It's actually going to be one. And we, we thought we could come from our workplace communication expertise and go that direction, while probably some more workplace management products would, would probably start moving towards workplace communication and there would be a consolidation. Mm -hmm. And you, you also acquired a, a company called Beezy, which was all about workplace as well, right? Well, yeah. I mean, when we when we entered workplace management, we also launched our employee app. And, uh, and from there, we got a lot of requests from customers to focus on employee communication in the app itself. And um, we met with Busy. They had a very similar company culture. Um, they had a good size and they had a product which was very modern, very forward-looking, and built on Microsoft SharePoint. And we thought that that would nicely align with our product platform and our vision. So um, that's, been, uh, that's been a very fun journey onboarding them into the app space world for the last eight months. Now, is, is BZ still a brand, or is it that their IP and their, their capabilities are, are kind of rolled into app space? We're, we're, we're rolling them into app space um, step by step. The brands are, are consolidating under a single brand. Um, now it's a modern internet. It's the app space modern internet by Busy. Um, but we are, we are clearly focusing on aligning all the different teams under a single organization. And also the brand and the product will be one. We, we definitely mm -hmm. don't want to run two separate products. We've always had that philosophy that with app space, it was one platform and features and not multiple point products. So we're going to continue doing that. Mm -hmm. There are digital science CMSs that say that workplace is one of the verticals that they're in. And then there are companies that just do room booking software and maybe uh, the display hardware as well. They kind of blend those together. There are hot desk 
companies and everything else, I, I'm, I'm thinking like in a lot of other vertical markets that the end user really doesn't want to have to cobble together an overall solution that features all these different components and different companies doing them. They'd rather just have one company doing it all. Is that a fair statement? Yes, I, I think we're, and the pandemic has accelerated the need for um, platform versus point products. Pre-pandemic on the workplace management, you had the IWMS to manage all your assets. You had room booking solutions for the room scheduling panels. You had visitor management solutions to bring visitors into the office. They were all point products. And then on the workplace come, you had digital signage that was a point product. You had kiosk, often very close to digital signage. And then you had email publishing, you had intranets, and all of those were point products as well. Um, I think what we're seeing now is they're unifying on both sides. So you're starting to see vendors who offer room booking, hot desking, visitor management. And then on the other side, you've got companies who are starting to consolidate and acquire, and they're doing digital signage, employee app, intranet, email publishing. And what we're doing is both at the same time, which is probably our unique, our biggest unique differentiator is if you have an employee app, it's not only about employee communication or workplace management, it's the two combined. So a single app on users' devices versus multiple apps. And I assume that resonates well with the uh, business communicators and the IT people within our company because they don't want to have to you know, deal with all these different logins and back in and out of stuff. I guess there's two, two sides to it. There's this, certainly the administrative side to it, um, but there's also the user adoption. A big part of the return to the office um, is implementing new tools for employees to uh, reserve access into a building, reserve a meeting room or a desk uh, and comply to formalities. That's for sure. But the other side of it is how do you communicate with those employees? How do you let them know what are the new rules in place? What are the new policies? How do you communicate? What are the new benefits in the office, the new technology available? So being able to communicate in the same app that you're actually going to reserve your workspace, invite your visitors makes a lot of sense. Um, and I think that's what mm -hmm. HR and corp comms are really liking with our story is one app will do it all. And it will, of course, integrate with all their backend systems and, and so forth. So if, if I am a business communicator at a large corporation and I want to address these issues, what all can you do for them and how does it work? Are they buying an enterprise license? Is it cloud-based or are they installing something on-prem? And uh, yeah, how, how, how does how, how do the endpoints, yeah, how does it all come together? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. So it's a big question. It's a, it's a big one. And there's, there's two sides to it once again. On, on one side, you've got the admin, the console. It's fully cloud-based. You don't need to install any software on your mm -hmm. desktop. And you can start by just going on appspace.com, create a free account, and you get a full-featured AppSpace environment. Um, we don't monetize features. We monetize users and devices. So even a free account will have mm -hmm. all the features of AppSpace, but you'll be limited in number of users that can log into the app and number of uh, devices that you can register back. Um, then on the So is the whole idea of freemium, because free is kind of intriguing uh, to me, you don't see that very much in digital science anymore unless it's entry-level 
super limited in, in what it does and so on, but you're, you're doing free with the idea of uh, onboarding people, getting them used to the system and then them realizing, okay, I like this now, well, I'm willing to pay for it. Yeah, so what we think is in order to be successful with freedom, you need to have a, a platform that's really self-service. And I think that's what we focused a lot over the last 10 years is simplifying the product to the point where someone who just goes on, on our website, creates create a free account in 30 seconds, is in the AppSpace account, able to register a device, uh, create some, some awesome content, publish it to the device, and it's, it's working. And we were able to do that for digital signage, but then we were able to expand that into all the digital communication channels and also for workplace management. So we maintained freemium when a lot of other companies started thinking, well, that doesn't work for us. Let's go back to a trial account with someone handholding you. We don't need that with AppSpace. You can go, go get started. And so we have a huge amount of customers that create free accounts every month. And then when they're ready to expand, they just need to click on a link and they get in contact with a sales rep and they can just either swipe their credit card or, or work through one of our partners to, uh, to buy a, a subscription. Is that huge amount of free signups every month, or are, are they no maintenance until they actually contact a sales rep and say, okay, I'm, I'm interested in paying for this? That's correct. They're touchless for most, most of the time. And we have very large organizations that will have a lot of different free accounts, um, different departments, different team members who will create free accounts and get started. And then when they're ready to move and they want to do the security assessment and they want to talk contracts and, and large-scale deployments, then, then they reach out to us. Mm -hmm. So I guess your salespeople might, might look at... Uh big tech company X and see that they have five different free accounts in different departments and you could go or the salesperson could go to them and say, guys, you're using a lot of this now. Do you want to harmonize it? Yeah. I mean, we, the, our sales team, for sure, we have a big marketing organization now. The product is also supporting. So when you log into AppSpace, you will have certain steps to follow to register a device, create content. It's the system is holding your hand, not users. And then along the way, you will have opportunities to, to get help, to talk to people. You can go to the knowledge center. Our sales rep are really, really there to help customers get to the next level, um, which makes it nice because when our account account executives talk to customer, they already have a good understanding of what the customer has been doing with app space and they can really jump right into it. Mm -hmm. What happens when you have uh, potential customers, new customers who already have some sort of a room booking system and scheduling system and, and, and they like them? Do you have APIs where you can just continue to work with them or do they have to abandon that and go entirely with app space? No, so we have all our we have all open APIs fully documented and online for every every feature of our product. So mm -hmm. we're happy to integrate with existing solutions that the customer uh, may have still under contract or they're happy with it. What we're seeing though is very quickly customers consolidate because they see an opportunity for cost savings, for ease of management, and then you know the the story of of a unified platform. If you have an integration with an emergency system, 
uh, or your building management system and the fire alarm goes on, you can broadcast that message to a digital sign, to a visitor management mm -hmm. kiosk, to a room scheduling panel inside the room on the video device. And that can be done really easily when you're using a platform. It's much harder to achieve when you're using point products because you need to integrate each point product with a security system. And many don't even support that concept of broadcast. So what we're seeing is when customers onboard app space for one use case, they very quickly start seeing the opportunity to save money, um, ease operations, and then benefit from the platform uh, features and capabilities. Are you able to provide analytics? I mean, I've heard about this in the past where you, you start to get a sense of how a workplace is being used and where people are dwelling and how often rooms actually get booked and how many people are in the rooms. And it, it helps right size and maybe rethink uh, some of the meeting spaces that a company may have. Yeah, so analytics and reporting is is huge. And it's actually for the two sides of the product, for the the workplace communication, understanding how users are interacting with content, whether it's on the app, on their phone, on their desktop, whether it's on a kiosk. You, you know we have this concept of a corporate Netflix. We've had that for years where users can actually browse content on demand, very much like you browse your, your video content on Netflix. You do that with a remote control, with a touch panel, whatever the interaction you want to use. We track all of that, and that gives a lot of analytics on how content is being consumed, the success of a campaign, and so forth. And then on the workplace management, we have the analytics of what are the most active users, what type of workspace they book, how long do they sit at a desk, how long do they use a meeting room. If a meeting room for 10 person was booked but used by two people, we have that data so you can size accordingly your resources based on demand. You can visualize everything inside AppSpace, but we also created integrations into Tableau, into Power BI, so customers can actually export the data and visualize it in their preferred data visualization tool. And in the workplace, is it the, the, the Power BI and uh, Tableau stuff is interesting. I'm, I'm curious, are workplaces now much more sophisticated where they see digital signage and visual communications as doing a lot more than congratulating somebody on their birthday or their 20th year with the company or whatever it may be, they're getting into, you know, visualizing KPIs in real time and that sort of thing. Oh, yes, for sure. I mean, the, the number of customers that display building analytics when you enter the building, when you get on the first floor, where you can see the floor plan, you can see the heat maps, you can see the air quality, you can see the, the average temperature per neighborhoods. Um, that, that certainly is a very common use case nowadays. Uh, providing building insights to users on digital science is becoming really, uh, really exciting. I think what we're seeing as a huge, a huge um, opportunity of combining workplace management and workplace communication is when you now have context-aware digital signage. And you know that in the retail world, there's been a bunch of vendors who've monitored gender, age, um, ethnicity in order to manage communication campaign to those audience and measure also. Um, mm -hmm. Well, in, in workplace management, you don't really care about age or gender. Um, but what you do care is which user is sitting where and when, there's, when you've got a majority of salespeople sitting in a neighborhood, 
can you actually change the content to relate to those people? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been something that we've done a lot over the last year, year and a half, is creating that context-aware digital signage experience where even though I'm going back into an office where it's more hot desking, hoteling, the content still speaks to me because the system is aware that I'm going to be sitting there. And I think that's, that's, that's huge because in the days you used to know exactly where people were sitting. So you were planning your content for the sales team based on where people were sitting. Now the system will automate that process based on the data they get from the, the workplace management feature. And they're not using computer vision or things like that. They're just because when I come in to, to work at an office, I have to book a specific desk and that's how you know that I'm there, right? Either because you're booking a specific desk or you're sitting at a specific desk and when you're actually sitting, we're able to identify who you are and therefore dynamically say, well, what's interesting to you is more sales data or more product marketing data. And therefore we mush multiple channels of content together to provide a perfect playlist that matches the audience. But how do you know I'm at that desk? Well, that's, that's where workplace technology comes, whether it's smart docking stations, whether it's physically connecting into the network and passing the user identity, whether it's those new video devices that we see popping left and right on the desks. Um, it could be when you have a desk puck, which is similar to a room scheduling panel, you arrive mm-hmm. and you, were, you will scan the QR code with your phone and authenticate and check into the desk and say, this is now my desk. So we have a lot of different tools that allow okay. us um, to identify the user and, and therefore to get that data that we need to personalize the workspace environment. For over a decade, ScreenFeed has been the reliable choice for beautifully designed, licensed content such as news and weather. We handle over 27 million requests a day to deliver dynamic content to 200,000 screens across the globe. Now we bring you ScreenFeed Connect a no-code solution that makes complex content projects easy. Projects that used to take our designers and developers weeks became a to-do we could complete before lunch. The easy-to-use browser-based tool leverages pre-built data connections and ready-made widgets to give you the power to design with data. Create team member profiles, schedules, tenant directories, progress boards, featured products, or anything that leverages your data. Discover how Connect empowers you to complete projects faster at screenfeed.com. Through the pandemic, particularly in the, the, the first months, there was all kinds of discussion about how uh, the workplace was going to change because they, those workplaces had largely been hollowed out uh, through lockdowns and so on. And there's been all kinds of discussion and debate and everything else, particularly in the last six months or so as workplaces have started to repopulate as to whether it really did change all that much and whether everybody's just working from home or everybody's into a hybrid thing. You're you're kind of on the ground, so to speak. You're dealing with companies who are implementing this stuff. What's your sense of what's actually happening? Well, I think think companies are worried that people are not coming back to the office as quickly as they had hoped they would. Mm -hmm. And... um, and although many companies during the pandemic said that they would not require employees to go back to the office, it's very different two years later. We realize how the workplace culture is important and having people, if not every day, at least a few days a week come into the office and, and meet their teammates and so forth. Um, so we're now seeing a sense of urgency from many customers to 
find ways to convince people to go back to the office. And that comes with offering a new experience, offering new services. Um, the new experience is making sure that regardless of where I sit in the building, I have I have the, the, the building talking to me, the building aware that I'm there and being able to personalize that experience. And I think that's where digital signage is playing such a critical role. But then in the employee app, when I'm booking a room or when I'm booking a desk, I may need different types of services. Maybe I need different technology or maybe I want catering services. I should be able to do that from the app and reserve this ahead of time. And um, mm-hmm. we're... Um, we're seeing a lot of, of demand around those new experiences where employees will get more benefits when they come to the office. Not only benefits of a better physical workplace, but also benefits in terms of the services that are offered. And that will kind of incentivize them to come back into the office. And then naturally, as people will come back to the office, they will meet their teammates again and they will see why it's so important to meet in person. And that will create a dynamic and and at some point, I think we'll get back to somewhat a normal situation where most people will go to the office more regularly. Did the pandemic accelerate something that, from your perspective, was going to happen anyways uh, and and just kind of speed it up out of of necessity? Or uh, were there a lot of companies who weren't really thinking about uh, changing changing up how their workplaces were experienced? That's a great question. I actually think the pandemic gave the opportunity for large organizations to make a, ch- a cultural change in the workplace that was planned, but maybe seen as a five to 10 year initiative, and they were able to do it in two years. Mm-hmm. Um, hot desking and hoteling is an example. We've been talking about hoteling and hot desking for years, but no one was able to implement it. It was such a big cultural change. The pandemic gave the opportunity for companies to take the decision to reduce real estate and implement hot desking and hoteling. And they had a good reason for that. And for employees, it was it was like a natural thing that was happening. It would have taken years to get there otherwise. That's why no one was really focusing on the technology for it. Um, mm-hmm. I also think that the pandemic has accelerated the adoption of apps like Microsoft Teams. Um Many companies were still using Skype for business and other tools, and they were struggling to unify under a modern app like Microsoft Teams or Slack or or WebEx. And this gave them the opportunity to do that. And by doing that, you now all employees now have one common app on their device, personal device, whether it's a phone or a desktop. They're able to communicate, chat, exchange files. And we've just launched our embedded app for Teams. So now you have app space embedded in Teams, which means users don't need to download a new app to reserve their workspaces or receive team communication. They have all of it inside one app. And I think that's that's an acceleration that's a result of the pandemic. We obviously saw how Zoom and, and Microsoft and WebEx grew from that. Well, that has also helped in the adoption of new technology like workplace management and employee comms. Yeah, I was curious about that because if you have all these other workplace tools, the the next logical thing to integrate into there would be uh, video conferencing, but that's, that's that's an entirely different business and pretty pretty damn complicated. So the the, the easier path would, was to integrate with something like Teams, right? That, that's correct. I, I think Teams offers the framework to embed an app fully into Teams. 
handle the authentication for the user. And then from there, we have so much insights on what the user needs that we're really able to personalize the experience. Um, the Teams embedded app is, is a huge win for customers because if you think of a very large service organization with 200,000 desk workers, rolling out a new app for communication and for workplace management is a big challenge. Getting users to download the app or deploying the app to their personal device, enabling user authentication, tracking how users are actually logging in the app. This is no longer a challenge when you embed it in Teams because one morning you wake up and on your sidebar, you've got a new button, you click on it, and that's where you reserve your workspace. That's where you see your workplace communication, all of it in an app that you were already logging in every morning. So I'm a uh, CTO at a, at a very large tech company, and if I'm a CTO, the company's going down. But regardless of that, if, I, if I'm sitting across from you and I say, okay, this is interesting, uh, make me comfortable that this is secure, what do you tell them? Well, we, we obviously work with close to 200 of the Fortune 500 companies, so we're, we're used to working with very large organizations that have very strict security requirements. Um, and our product is already, the, the, the cloud service is already approved by IT and by security and enabled, whether it's for digital signage or room booking or visitor for one of the features. Enabling suddenly to turn on the other features doesn't require any more security assessment because the product has been um, approved. We also have only one app. Um, whether you're running our app on a system, on a chip display, on a kiosk, on an iPad, it's the same app in a different uh -huh. container. And this means that once you've, you have your app approved for one of the use cases, your app is actually approved for all the other use cases. And that's, again, that's been a strength on our side is trying to keep it single, simple, a single app, a single platform allows you to really very quickly scale this across your organization. One thing that's come up a lot in the last couple of years is digital signage companies who addressed some of the idea of remote work by having, in effect, a, a network screensaver, something that would push out to home-based workers and pop messaging on a screen and all that. Are you doing that sort of thing? And if so, is, is it widely adopted? Yeah, it's, it's a little bit what we started doing five years ago inside meeting rooms on video devices. When the video device is not used for video conferencing, pop up a screensaver and it's app space. It's running natively on the client and it will mm -hmm. display all the important communication. It, in the case of a meeting room, we're targeting a wider audience. Now, when you run our UWP app on a Windows device, we obviously know who is the owner of that device, so we're able to personalize the content. Now, I, I, see, this, I see this as an interesting use case, the screensaver, um, although I've never seen someone sitting in front of his laptop watching a screensaver as they do a digital sign drinking a coffee. Um, no. So, but, but I do like the experience of you're running the App Space app on the desktop. It's in screensaver mode. When you plug in your laptop, in the office or at home, it pops up the experience where as a user, you can say, hey, I'm working from home or I'm in the office. And that then trickles into a whole series of events that makes 
your colleagues, your teammates aware of? Where are you working from today? Are you in the office? And, and so forth. So a screensaver for just pure content playlist, that's really easy to achieve. But I don't know that this is a huge benefit and a huge win. Um, but coupling that with workplace management, that could be really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I do like the idea of, of being able to instant message somebody in a, in a way other than an email. But uh, you're right. I, if I was working for a large company and I was sitting at home and there was something steadily popping up on the screen telling me about Millie's birthday or Bob's retirement or whatever, I'd, I'd be looking very hard to figure out some way to disable it. No, one thing we did, though, is we worked with a big law firm in Canada and um, they, this, the, the CIO managed to convince the partners to move from a physical assigned office to a hot, hot office, if you want. It's very challenging because part lawyers and partners are very conventional. They like their workspace environment. They want their corner office. Exactly. And so what they were what the CIO was able to convince is there would be no sacrifice in the personal experience. And to do that, they put in every office a digital sign, 55-inch display, coupled with video or not, depending on the office profile. Outside the office, there is a room scheduling panel, uh, an office scheduling panel. The partner from home is able to reserve on their AppSpace app, hey, I need an office from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. And this, those are the criteria, the amenities I need. They reserve that workspace. And when they come into the office, they actually check on the panel outside or on their phone. And the digital sign instantly switches to their personal channel. They have potentially their practice news maybe their preferred sports news and also their family pictures that they want. And they've just personalized mm-hmm. that office with content for the partners. And, and, um, and that made them really excited because now they had a big 55-inch display showing their, their practice news or their family pictures instead of those little frames on the desk that would take the dust. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that's, that's where, you know, when technology really increases the user experience and doesn't sacrifice anything, um, I think this works really well at, at, as a home office as well. If you have an extra display and you can use mm-hmm. that real estate, that, that makes sense. But let's not be mistaken. People care about themselves primarily. They want information that's relevant to them. If I'm at home, I don't know that I want this, the birthday of a colleague, but I, I wouldn't mind having pictures of a year ago from my family and kids that celebrated. Maybe that, that's more useful for me. Right. Uh, we haven't talked about back of house and uh, all, all the discussions around being workplace as it relates to an office. Are you doing work in production areas and in industrial areas and so on? Yeah. So we, if you remember, we acquired a company called the Marlin Company a couple of years ago. Yeah. And their yeah. main focus was industrial, um, a very large amount of customers in that space. And we've been working a lot with those customers in transitioning from digital signage, which was a normal evolution of posters, printed posters to digital content and focus a lot around safety and workplace well-being and so forth, um, Mm -hmm. to communicating on personal devices. Now, frontline workers typically don't have a company email address. So how do they log into the app? So we combine digital signage with the employee app. Digital signage will say, hey, there's a new employee app. To access the app, scan this QR code. 
User scans the QR code on their phone, enters an employee ID and a phone number. A few seconds later, they get a one-time password, create their credentials, and they are now logged into the same app as the desk workers with different feature set, but it's the same app. And now they also have the ability to have employee communication, team communication. They can chat. They can uh, react with, uh, with social and commenting to the content the same way anyone else. This is breaking the barrier between the desk workers and the, and the frontline workers where really the frontline workers didn't have a lot of the technology stack because they didn't have a company email address. Well, right. they, everyone has a smartphone, so why wouldn't they ask, have the, the same benefits? And that one-time password, no email login has been a huge, um, a huge win for us and for our customers in making sure every employee is aligned and has access to the same capabilities. Hmm. Uh, last question, this, this conversation kind of flew by. Uh, what's the installed footprint for AppSpace at this point? Uh, it's always hard to say to recount in screens or users. We, um, we evaluate that around 10 million users benefit from AppSpace around workplace management and workplace communication today. Um, mm -hmm. We have around 2,500 customers, 200 of the Fortune 500, um, and deployments that will scale on the screen size between 50 screens and 10,000 screens for a, a single customer. And on the user side, our largest deployment is 175,000 users logging into our app to Ooh. receive team communication or reserve workspaces. Um, so very, very large deployments. We, um, we, we like to focus on large customers, but with the Marlin acquisition, we, we were able to really get into the industrial segment where you have a lot of smaller organizations, maybe not always smaller in terms of number of workers, but, but maybe smaller in terms of number of physical workspaces. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Uh, th this is great. I learned a lot, which is, I guess, the point. That was great. Thank you so much for, for giving us the time. That's it for this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it and maybe you learned a thing or two. If you're new to 69, it's a podcast that's been around since 2016. You can click around the archive and find hundreds of conversations with smart industry people. If you're new to digital signage, you need to be reading 69 at 16-9.net. You'll find more than 8,000 posts by me and expert guest writers about this industry. 16.9 is not a press release republishing mill, like a lot of the stuff out there. If something makes it on 16.9, that means it matters in some way to the business. Everything about 16.9 is free. Great sponsors make my work possible, and the key one here is ScreenFeed, the digital signage content store. Check out all the curated and automated content available at ScreenFeed.com. 16.9, the blog, and the podcast are now owned by Spectrio, which does customer engagement solutions, most of that digital signage, for all kinds of businesses. You'll find them in the Tampa area and online at Spectrio. That's Spectrio.com. You'll find me working out of a sunny back room in my house, located outside Halifax, Nova Scotia, on the east coast of Canada. Thanks for listening. I'm Dave Haynes.